<laughs> well, hello, I'm Kit. And I'm Lucy. And this is probably gossip. Uh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do some talking and we're gonna talk about a word. Do you wanna know what that word is? Yes, please. It's knit. Knit? What, like knitting a scarf? Yeah, like K, like knit with a K. Yes, I've been knitting. You've been knitting? I I learned to knit on YouTube (laughs) this very week and I've been knitting. Wow, it does not, it feels like so long ago you told me you were learning to knit. I can't believe it's only been a week. Maybe it wasn't this very week, maybe it was last week. I mean, it's only been know. two weeks since we last recorded. It's yeah, not... that's true. <laughs> but doesn't it feel like a long time ago? It does, yeah. Well, these are weird times, aren't they? Yeah. It's Groundhog Day. So back to knitting. Um, knitting! You. I can knit now. Yeah, what colour scarf are you knitting? Well, I'm doing a blanket, so inspired by you, I'm doing squares. Um, and at the minute, I've the wool that I've got is I've got some grey, some pink, and then some that's like grey pink. Ooh. Um, yeah. Um, so that's what I've got at the minute, and I'm really loving knitting. It's my it's my new hobby, and I think it's great. Yeah. After we after we spoke, I also was took back up the old knitting squares. While I was right, I've been in a bad place when it comes to like watching TV. I've been watch, I've been watching a kids' TV show, uh, about Star Wars. I've been oh. I've been watching I've watched like about seven series of this goddamn t- kids' TV show. <laughs> it, I don't I think f- I, I don't think I need to elaborate on my, um, response. My initial response, which was, oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm not proud of myself for it, but I I, I don't have a lot of shame, but on this topic, I might have, I can admit that I might have some shame. Um, and unfortunately, I've been using that TV show as a excuse to do a lot of knitting. Yeah, well, I've been watching a lot of TV this, um, this current lockdown and I was watching a lot of TV anyway but now that I've started knitting while I watch TV I feel like I'm being productive because I'm knitting so it's kind of it's encouraged a a bad habit to get even worse Um, (laughs) this is this we started so like happy that we were both knitting again and we very quickly like broken down into oh we're not being productive enough still (laughs) yeah no fuck that it's great what there's nothing wrong with watching tv and if you knit while you're watching tv then that's two brilliant things (laughs) exactly exactly and it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if i'm spending an hour and a half of my life a day watching fucking yoda do war crimes and backflips i it doesn't matter everything's fine mate if it's only an hour and a half then you've you've got some catching up to do because 
I'm in like I don't even know how many hours a day I'm in front of the TV. But you, there's there's a important difference to our situation. I'm not on fur like semi fur furlough time. Yeah, that's true. I I'm uh, furloughing it up. <laughs> yeah, you. And really... that's why that's why I've learned to knit. You've got a lot of hours. Well, I remember I was furloughed for only two months over the summer, and I remember I remember that life. Um, just like, just yeah, just finding things to do. It's uh, there's a like once you get your flat really clean, like <laughs> you what there's not really you're just like oh I could guess I could like. Uh, I guess I, yeah I could I could like re- <laughs> reorganize this thing and then we couldn't even yeah. do that because we I the I've got like three charity bags worth of stuff that I need to move out of my house and I can't even do that just from when I was furloughed yeah I did uh, right at the beginning of of um, like the first lockdown I rearranged all my cupboards in the kitchen which was great um but i don't you know you can't be doing that every few days that's like a twice a year jobby and then uh i've i went through (laughs) at one point because i've been i've been on furlough for a lot of the the last year um at one point i um tried on every piece of clothing I own and like multiple times to to see like what clothes I had went with what other clothes I basically tried on every outfit combination possible which took like took like two days even though I don't have that many clothes um and and like wrote (laughs) oh my god I made a note of like all my outfit combinations so that I'd never have to be in a situation again where um, I didn't know if something went together. So you're saying I'm... you made like a manual version of uh, of Share from Clueless's little computer program she had? Yeah. Which that... I thought that, and I think a lot of people did when they saw that, thought that was like the coolest thing ever and I really want that. But let me tell you, making your own manual version, it didn't feel cool at all. (laughs) I really pushed this when I was, whenever like anyone was trying to think of um, apps to develop, one of my ones that I always pitched was uh, like a wardrobe organizer where the emphasis was on the clothes you owned, not, uh, not like, p- sell- buying more clothes. So like, yeah, well, you d- like I, I said like, the use many people they might not have a lot of clothes out, but there's like clothes that you sort of store away, and then forget about. Whereas if you had like a database and you were like, I'm looking for a black T-shirt. You like you could zip through your like on your phone. You could zip through your app and be like, "Oh yeah, I remember that. I remember that black T-shirt. I I put that. I uh, I stored that over the winter because it's a bit too light, and I've just forgotten to get it back out again." 
the amount of like times I do that when I'm reorganizing where I store clothes, my seasonal clothes is really high. Yeah, agreed. I think that would be a good app. <sighs> I do too. And I and you could say you could like favorite combinations of clothes. It's very, it's very complicated dressing yourself. Um but your app would be a much better solution than my pen and paper version, which is which it took it did it used up a, a lot of my furlough time <laughs> and it was a good way of like going through and deciding which things I didn't want anymore. Um but I, I spent a lot of time writing notes and uh, I've not looked at it since. <laughs> I mean, that's the, yeah, that's the problem I find with manual stuff. I, uh, but then I'm, I'm also the same with like, like bullet journaling too. Uh, all of my, I pile all my time into the setup and then none into the, the practical, uh, application uh that's why i found when i'm making i think both of us are people who like systems who like creating systems yeah agreed one of the things that i've found is like <laughs> like i like i know i know that the system i need to create i have to be able to do it on my phone and i also have to be able to do it on my pc like it has to be both it has to be very easy to duplicate when I inev inevitably fuck it up. It has, because <laughs> like that was one of my problems with bullet journaling. I'd spend ages setting up pages, and then I just wouldn't, you know, like I'd set up, I'd send like half an hour drawing up a weekly diary in my bullet journal, and then I just wouldn't use it, or I'd only use it for one day, and then I would have to do it all over again the next week whereas like i like i i transferred my bullet journal into an excel spreadsheet and it feels and now i can just do, I just duplicate it i just can't like you can literally just clone the sheet as many times as you like so there are there are weeks when i don't use it at all there are weeks where i use it every day um, if there's like a little if there's a bit that i don't like anymore i can just delete it with a single click of a button and then if in six months later i realize that was a mistake i can go find the sheet that i duplicated it from originally and then copy and paste it back in again you're so smart that's, <laughs> that's such a good idea because i looked at bullet <laughs> i looked into bullet journaling and i spent like probably an evening like just looking at them on pinterest and wherever um, but I never even started one because, like, I was so overwhelmed by the thought of, like, deciding what layout I would want and, like, and for that reason that you just said of, like, kind of, there's no back button when you're drawing something on paper. So if I, like, started it and then decided that there was a better way to do it i'd have to start all over again and i i just taught i mentally talked myself out of i was like it's just it's going to be impossible to get it right 
to get it to a place where I'm happy with it. So I just didn't bother in the end. It's good. Like, at least you had the... I mean, it's not good in the sense that it was obviously a bit defeatist. You talked yourself out of something that might not have gone that way. But like, yeah, it's... That's, that, yeah, that's me. <laughs> but like, at the same time, I have got... I, before I just fucking started using a spreadsheet, I had like three or four beautiful, exquisite notebooks that I laboriously set up and then abandoned. I really, <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> whereas you might be defeatist, I like, I fuck up and then, or not even fuck up, something doesn't work for me. It doesn't fit my process. And instead of being like, and immediately being like, so what will fit my process? I go into the bathroom, I press my face against the mirror and I just say, you just got to fucking do better. Just, just <laughs> do it right. <laughs> just with zero, like, like, <laughs> and I, that you can apply that to every scenario. Just like. Oh, I'm feeling a bit, I'm feeling a bit depressed. Like, oh, maybe it could be my brain chemicals acting up. Oh, maybe it could be the seasons. Maybe I haven't left out the house. No, I just need to do better. I just need to not be, just fucking stop it. I know how to fix this. There's a mirror in there that needs to be <laughs> pressing up against it. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think either of us have got the, the right, um, <laughs> we've not got the right answers, have we, so far? No, but... I we we still need to work on our uh, <laughs> our approaches to these things. But it start like that's how it starts though is recognizing that pattern, and then you work on it. And I like and I don't think there's any nobody is a hundred percent well rounded. No one's like got it completely sorted. But I think that the people who appear to have it sorted are just like aware of their foibles and learn to work with them and yeah like that that's why yeah or they're so so unaware of their foibles that they're not bothered that's yeah somebody's gonna be aware of yeah i don't know maybe maybe that's the case for some people i think i'd like that you know that thing of like would you rather be um like stupid and happy or intelligent and sad i think i'd rather be stupid and happy just you just want a little bit of brain damage yeah i Uh, i should (laughs) uh i don't think that's a good thing to wish for no i and i but i do like i get where you're coming from i think it's in the same line of thought as when you're like i (laughs) don't It's the less extreme version of when you're really depressed and you're like, I don't want to die. I just want everything to pause for like three years. (laughs) (laughs) Or a substantial. Three years. (laughs) Of just everything pausing, of just me not existing, nothing happening, nobody worrying. Just like, just a pause button, please. Just want to sink into that abyss for like a decade and then pop back out again. I think it's that. I think it's like, it's not, it's not great, but also like who amongst us haven't watched a dog like 
just scampering around a beach and thought, man, <laughs> that's a good life. Like this, wish I was that dog. Wish I was that dog. It is, yeah. But at the same time, the dog, the dog also doesn't get to appreciate like the the depths of uh, the depths and complexities of human emotion. You have to assume the like the exquisite suffering. No. That's the toss up, isn't it? You can be you can be a, a happy little dog, but you can, you don't like art if you're a dog. You don't like art if you're a dog. And you think of all the other things. It's not just like the... Because the, the the misery is awful, don't get me wrong. But also, like, the misery is sometimes really nice. Like, I... Like, it's a stereotypical one, but it's the least depressing one. The, the exquisite suffering of loving someone who doesn't return that love. Even if, even if you're just feeling it played out through a book or a story... Just that, like, heartbreak. I feel there's something that feels kind of good about it. Oh, God. It's too... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I feel like... Uh, have I opened it's... something up in you here? Yeah, teenagers. Oh. oh, man. Hey, have you ever seen the film Coco? Talking about exquisite suffering. I haven't. No. Oh, my God. It's really good, and I'd highly recommend it. Um, and I watched it the other day, and it made me sob really hard. Um, but it was like, you know when you watch a film and like you have a good cry, and it's like horrible, but it's nice at the same time? That's, that's my example of exquisite suffering. That is, that is quite the a... The film. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so deep i I love art so much i feel like you've got to retract that oh noise you made when i told you i was watching (laughs) yoda do backflips for an hour and a half a day yeah that's true no it's good though that's something that i've um that i've kind of decided recently is that I need to because every time I watch like a Pixar film or like some animated film I really enjoy them um and yet for some reason they're not something that I would be like oh yeah I'm a bit like I really love Pixar like I'm a big fan but I think I am a big fan but I just did like I'd never let myself realize it before um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna embrace the fact that I'm a fan of Pixar and I'm sticking with it. Coco, it's really good and it's the epitome of what we were talking about. Emotional yeah. <laughs> emotions. Yeah, the it's um a bit of, the bittersweet of complex human emotions. Yeah, it's but it's boiled succinctly down into a beautiful animation in the Pixar film Coco. I'll put it on my list. I hear good things about it. I, I've only uh cause like I watched um I watched Soul yesterday. Oh yeah. I haven't seen that yet. 
So I, I'm back on the wagon of watching of watching new movies. Now now I've finished watching all of Star Wars Clone Wars. <laughs> I I'm back um, on. Um have you seen up the Pixar film? <laughs> I haven't. Right, well I... don't watch don't watch that because that's too sad. That tips <laughs> over. It wasn't enjoyable crying. It was just absolutely heartbreaking. I have a feeling that I wouldn't feel that way. I love really sad movies. I watch a lot of really, really... I I love despair. I love feeling despair in the same way that people love to feel, uh, like, scared in horror movies. I don't mind. I think it. I think there's something, and I don't really know where it comes from, but there's something about sad stuff involving old people that I cannot handle. And Up and Coco both have that, but Hopefully. I don't know. Maybe maybe I was just in the wrong. It maybe it came to me at the wrong time, but when I watched Up, I was like, they, "Why would they? Why would they do this? This is awful." <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly the bit that you're talking about. I do. And I've never watched it since. (laughs) And and that was that was the episode knit. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. (laughs) 